Your attention, please. The Santa Fe and Disneyland passenger train, the E.P. Ripley, now loading on track number one for a trip around Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom. All aboard. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Magical Kingdom of Walt. As always, I'm your host Paul, and to continue my journey around the Disneyland Park, I am joined by my lovely wife, Lisa. Hello. You okay? Um, well, thank you. It's been a long time since I've been it, on the podcast. It's been a while. Obviously, yeah. I had Nick on the last episode, but to continue our journey, I thought I would bring the person that I have spent the most time with at Disneyland, in fact, the only person I have spent time with at Disneyland, <laughs> Um, to continue our journey and, and talk about Tomorrowland. But first of all, we, we just kind of wanted to touch on the, the recent news that obviously Disneyland still isn't open and won't be opening in the near future. But they have been able to announce that they're going to be opening part of California Adventure kind of to to open the shops and the restaurants. Um, they're going to be opening Buena Vista Street up and up towards Carthay Circle and, and that area. Um but they're not allowed to open the front gates, which isn't something new for us because the only time we've been to California Adventure, they are using the same entrance to do this as we used then down by, by Soarin'. Um, so it's not something new for us. This is kind of what we've we've come across previously. We've never actually entered California Adventure through the front of the park. No, haven't. So that, that in itself isn't really novel for us. But how do you feel about them? Um, kind of opening these shops and these restaurants kind of as an extension of downtown Disney. I think they have to. They have to do something because till they get the go-ahead to open up the park, they've got to find ways of incrementing it in stages to try and get back to some sort of normality. Um, and I also think so many cast members have already been laid off and lost their jobs. So they have to think of any way around it to try and keep people working, to try and keep things ticking over, whilst, of course, maintaining good social distancing yeah. and keeping people safe. Yeah, and I think it gives... I think a lot of people have exhausted the options of downtown Disney at the moment with the the restaurants and, and World of Disney. Obviously, they expanded into one of the sound stages as kind of an extension of World of Disney to kind of make a bit more space. And we've watched plenty of videos, Fresh Breaks specifically, have yeah. been our, our go-to while the parks have been closed. And they've shown both World of Disney and the new store in the in the soundstage. And there really hasn't been that much difference in, no. in what's been available. Um, so this has kind of given them an extra chance to maybe get selling some things that we maybe haven't seen already. And uh, as I say, the with the the eateries that are in downtown Disney, especially with them having shrunk with um, some of the restaurants going when they were do, doing the expan- the hotel expansion yeah. that isn't going ahead now, they kind of lost some of those those different options like the Rainforest Cafe uh, and things like that. And this will give them chances. chance, as I said, Carthay Circle will be opening, uh, which is somewhere that is definitely on our list the yeah. next time we head out. We've, we've never eaten in there. In fact, it wasn't even there the last time we went to California Adventure. So... So that's definitely so that gives people another option and and a fine dining option at that which yeah. downtown Disney doesn't really have. 
um, as such. So this this certainly is another avenue um, to make some of that money back that they've lost over the last few months. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they've done. Fresh Bait have obviously done as much as they can of showing what's going on on Buena Vista Street at the moment. And things have started to change. Some of the shop displays have changed. And the other thing that people are wondering is whether they're going to put their Christmas decorations up. Obviously, they've missed out on Halloween this year, but um, from what David at Fresh Bake's shown us so far, there doesn't seem to be any Christmas decorations, but that could change in a matter of days. It's it's an easy job. We see the parks do it overnight. Yeah, previously. I hope they do, because enough has gone wrong this year without Christmas being cancelled yeah. as well. And, and from what we've seen previously, uh, the Christmas decorations at California Adventure definitely do rival Disneyland as well so it'd be nice to see that obviously we won't get cars land this year which is a which is a big thing for the halloween and christmas period and that gets done up wonderfully the music changes and and things like that so we're not going to see that so hopefully buena vista street and the carthay circle area will will get that that change over the next couple of weeks before they reopen um i think those places opening is enough of a pull um, to bring people back that may have exhausted downtown Disney yeah. because they just want something, anything new. And whether they get you know park treats that aren't available outside of the parks or merchandise, it's enough to keep people interested and you know something to go out and get excited about because this year has just been awful, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, how many Disney trips have you cancelled? I'm up to three. We obviously cancelled our Walt Disney World one. Yeah. I've also cancelled two Disneyland Paris trips as well um and have an annual pass that won't have been used in the six months that i've had it so which is a real pain in the backside isn't yeah it? But, but this park um it's a special park to us because we've done paris we've done florida we've done california but um we actually spent some of our honeymoon didn't we? Well, we spent uh, spent our honeymoon at Disneyland. We d- didn't go in California Adventure that time because no, we only we did one we only had one, one day. day. So, but the second time when we went back, what eighteen months later, yeah, um, we spent a, a day in the old California Adventure. It's very much changed yeah. since we last went. We went between the two parks, didn't we? Yeah. I think in the past we've been limited because we were staying in um, Hollywood, and we were relying on bus companies to transport us out to Anaheim. Um, we did things like book a Halloween party, checked with the bus company ahead of time, oh, you know, do you come back later? And they were like, sure, we can come back at 7 and 10. But they meant the summer. And even though I specified we were going to a Halloween party, they didn't check. So we ended up missing that because yeah. we just weren't sure how to get back. It wasn't a, a small journey. Yeah. Um, so I think the next time we go, which is the first time we'll have our little boy Sam with us, we will be on property we will be doing all the Halloween parties. And, uh, and we'll have a car Yes, next exactly. time as we're, we're exactly. driving from San Francisco down to, yeah. to LA on our next trip. So, yeah. But I'm, I'm looking very much looking forward to seeing California Adventure at least partially reopened. Yeah. Um, it's, been, it's been too long, obviously. It's, it's heading towards three quarters of a year now since it was last open, um, whereas all the other parks have reopened in some form... Disneyland Paris is now closed again. Again. <laughs> uh, after being open for for about three months, um, things have changed in Europe again um, regarding lockdowns and and things like that. So Disneyland Paris is actually closed pretty much now until March, except for a couple of weeks over the Christmas season. So it, things are fluctuating everywhere. Um, but I think how PM said 
that hopefully by the spring that yeah. should we're hopefully Start to be the end of COVID nineteen. We hope hopefully pick up. So that's the little bit of news we wanted to touch on, just because we felt it it needed talking about. It's with the parks being closed, we just wanted to to touch on that that it is is reopening at some point. So as I said, we are going to continue the the walk around the Disneyland park, uh, the continuation of what Nick and I did last month with walking down Main Street. Now the lands themselves aren't going to be as populated as uh, Main Street is because obviously that's what Main Street is. It's a it's a shopping area, um, whereas the lands don't seem to be so populated. But I'm going to go the opposite way to how I, how we were doing it on uh, Discover DLP, where we've gone um, clockwise. I'm going to go anti clockwise anti clockwise with uh, with Disneyland, and that's starting with maybe my favorite land at disneyland just because i know it gets a lot of stick for for being dated it's gone through a couple of changes which haven't really worked over the years but i still feel like it it feels like walks park still i think in some ways some things have changed as as attractions based on things that walt had nothing to do with and and this land does as well but i think the structure of the land still feels like it's what walt probably envisioned um, in some ways. So we're going to start with the shopping. There's actually not a lot of shopping in Tomorrowland. So we're going to start with with the one that you come to first as you get into this land and that's the, the Little Green Men Store Command. And I think that pretty much tells you how it's themed and what it's attached to. So it is themed to Toy Story and the Little Green Aliens. Um, and it is ta attached to Buzz Lightyear. So it says here it's for pin trading, Mickey ears, apparel and accessories, pins and vinylmation. Again, touching on the vinylmation. They don't produce them anymore, so I'm not quite sure why it still says that. Camera and media, toys and plush. So it's basically one of these run-of-the-mill places, but very much themed to Toy Story. So the, the description is buzz by before or after your astro-blasting adventure to explore a galaxy of limited edition pins. Vinylmation again. And Disney and Pixar toys. No matter where your travels take you, make it a mission to take your pin trade into infinity and beyond. So I, I am quite sure we have been in this shop. I'm pretty sure we have. The reason that I'm sure is because wherever we go, we go on the Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters and I kick your backside. Most it's of the time. It's a running joke in our family. I get a bad gun every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a good workman doesn't blame his tools. I'm not um, a good workman, so, so that's fine. Whether it be Midway Mania or this or any ride where there is a gun and you can shoot and point and fire, I win. In fact, I know something <laughs> that I bought in this shop. You do? My little green man. Oh, yeah. My little plush one. Of course. Was bought in there, so I do know yeah. definitely now that we have been in there. But I know we always go on the Buzz Lightyear ride, and yeah. since this so cunningly... And unexpectedly for Disney, the ride exits into a gift shop. Who well, would yeah. have bought it? Yeah, and um, this is actually a, a ride that we that I kind of had good memories of. We talk about it yeah. quite often. We we know for a fact that we've spent quite a bit of time in that queue. I think we went on that ride a couple of times as we well. We probably have done, yeah. I, think, I mean, the same trip, I think we went on it again. Yeah, so I definitely know we have been through this shop, and th I'm quite sure that's where my little... Green Man Plus yeah. came from. So we definitely recommend this, especially if you're a Toy Story fan. Um, I think you'll find quite a lot. There is one very similar at Disneyland Paris. There is, yeah. Um, the shop is very much designed in the same way, I think, despite the one 
one at Paris was there for another reason. It was part of another attraction to yeah. start with. Um, they are very, very similar. We always enjoy a bit of pin trading, don't we? Yeah. Um, it is sad, just touching briefly on what you said about vinyl mations. Um, out in our storage shed, we've got boxes and boxes and boxes of the things. And it's like, yeah. we used to have a spare room, which was our geeky back cave. Yeah. And we had them all out on display, didn't we? And now we don't have anywhere to display them. And now you just can't get them again. And it just makes you think, well, what do I do with all these yeah. little figures? What you know? What's going to happen to them? It's yeah. a shame because we enjoyed collecting them. Yeah, we did. We spent a lot of time at Walt Disney World, certainly. Yeah. Buying them. Well, I remember the first night at Walt Disney World, we had um two hundred dollar gift card, was it? Yeah, that and Disney you, had given you us. You said I'm going to go out and I'm going to have a look at the shops, and you came back with a bag and like two hundred dollars worth of. It was more. I'd spent more than two hundred dollars. Did yeah, but we got some amazing sets, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. So the second shop in this land. And again, I know for a fact we've definitely been in this shop. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've ever bought anything in there, but I I remember specifically going in there. Do you exit from a ride into the shop? No. Oh, you don't. No, this what? is a this is a separate building. This is this is your um, mouse gears type right. shop. Okay. Um, that's kind of the big one for the mm -hmm. for the park. Um, in this way, other than the Emporium, you yeah. you're always going to have that. But this is kind of the big shop in the middle of the park and it, it's next to, to Space Mountain um, and it's the Star Trader and it's one that you see pop up in many a vlog um, most people will go in there especially yeah. it tends to be if there's a limited edition pins um, you will find them in here or events they will have event merchandise and, and things like that so it says pin trading Mickey ears apparel and accessories pins and vinylmation Camera and media, gifts and housewares, toys and plush. So pretty much the same as the other one, but on a larger, grander scale. So it says here, come in for a landing after exploring a galaxy far, far away to discover Star Wars souvenirs and Disneyland merchandise, including collectibles, apparel and more. You can even show off your inner Jedi as you build your own lightsaber station. So to me, that kind of sounds like the, the shop that's next door to Star Tours. Yes, uh, very much. Both at Walt Disney World, which is Tatooine mm -hmm. Traders. And then at Disneyland is, I think again, it might be called the Star Trader at Disneyland Paris. Um, so yeah, this is this is where you can get your Star Wars merchandise, especially when it's uh, the Star Wars themed Space Mountain, which we see quite regularly. I remember this shop. You bought something in it, but I can't. I struggle to remember what. Yeah, because... I know it's it's such a long time ago. But well, as I said, I know for a fact that we've definitely been in we there. Have. I mean, since our first trip, it's been 10 years. We were married in 2010. Yeah. Obviously, it's 2020 now, so that's 10 years. Um, you've got such a good memory. You can tell me where we ate on what day. Yeah, those things but I can I remember, but remember. I couldn't tell you where, what no. we bought in what shops. No, but I do remember this place. I, I remember this place quite well. Yeah. So, yeah, that's they're the two shops. So there really isn't a lot in, in Tomorrowland shop-wise different story when it becomes food items so looking at it we've got a couple of carts your usual churros near buzz Lightyear, astro blasters pretzels near star tours so we've also got the galactic grill so let's start there um, and have a look at the menu so again a lot of this is space themed so it's american healthy selections and vegetarians 
Uh, fuel up for your next adventure at this space-themed eatery that serves out-of-this-world selections for breakfast, lunch and dinner. So let's have a look at the menu. It's just loading. So this, you get in some limited edition stuff. So the first things that come up, not limited edition, but themed stuff. Seasonal offerings, you've got a Star Wars stainless steel tumbler at $25. A Kylo Ren premium mug at $19.49. Uh, Kylo Ren Premium Mug with... Oh, the previous one had French fries with that. Uh, this one has got a fountain beverage, and that's 18.49. And then you've also got a Darth Vader Stein at 14.99. Um, I tend to pick these things up. I'm pretty bad for this. We've got a Buzz Lightyear. We have got a Buzz Lightyear cup. Is that cup. from here? Um, I think that we bought that somewhere else in the park. Right. Maybe from a stand. I think, no, I think it was from Fantasyland, if okay. I remember, because there's pictures of us sitting outside. Huh. I think it was from the Pinocchio Village House. Wouldn't it have made more sense if you purchased it, would, it from But it, I think at that point they weren't doing things like that. They were just available so everywhere. Just a special sipper that was yeah. in the park. Yeah. Um, so, breakfast offerings. We've got an American breakfast burrito with egg, bacon, sausage, hash browns, cheese and pico de gallo at $8.99. We've got French toast sticks at $7.99. Uh, a loaded breakfast sandwich, which is again sausage, egg, cheese, bacon and hash browns on a potato bun. I'll take the French toast, please. At $9.49 and a mixed fruit cup at $3.99. Yeah, I, I think though I might, might be tempted by the breakfast burrito. Um, not so much. I don't think I need a breakfast sandwich. The burrito sounds better. Maybe the toast and the fruit cup. Yeah. Then you've got um, the kids' meals, your check meals. You've got a breakfast slider, which is egg and turkey bacon with mixed fruit and a choice of small beverage at six ninety nine, And a power pack, which is Danone Danimals smoothie. Apples, carrots, banana and crackers served with a choice of small beverage at five ninety nine. Those packs were great when, we, when you, Sam was a toddler. Yeah, at Walt Disney World, they were brilliant. I know it wasn't there, but they, they were fantastic, weren't they? So then you've got some more of the, the drinks that aren't seasonal specials. You've got a Django Fett Stein. Um, which again is with a with a drink of your choice from the fountain at thirteen ninety nine. A Darth Vader Stein with the drink at fourteen ninety nine, and a Galactic Slush, um, which is a pineapple and lime slush with a light up cube at seven fifty nine. Could just drink that. Yeah. <laughs> then you've got your assorted beverages, and this is going to be something that pops up regularly, so I won't mention it again after this. So, regular size is three ninety nine, and a large is four forty nine. Uh, you've got. Minute Maid Apple and Orange Juice at two sixty nine, chocolate milk at three forty nine, low fat milk at one ninety nine, uh, Dasani bottled water at three ninety nine, uh, a regular coffee at three nineteen, um, decaffeinated at the same price, uh, cold brew coffee at four ninety nine, a nitro cold brew coffee at five twenty nine, a galactic cold brew which is cold brew coffee infused with flavors of hazelnut, caramel, and cinnamon. At five sixty nine. That sounds good. Um, same flavouring again, but it's the the nitro brew at five ninety nine. Hot cocoa at three nineteen. Hot tea at three nineteen. A souvenir sipple, which is what I think that buzz right, was. Right. Okay. Um. Um. S served in a Disney themed cup at nine ninety nine. Then you've got some gluten wheat allergy friendly food. Um. One for Justin Scard for anybody that watches watches him. Got a gluten wheat allergy friendly loaded breakfast sandwich, which is sausage, egg, American cheese, and bacon served on an allergy friendly bun. 
Uh, you've got the gluten and wheat allergy friendly mixed fruit cup. Um, none of these have actually got prices on them, mind you. Um, and then the power pack, which is pretty much the same as what we saw before, just without the crackers. Um, egg allergy friendly, you've got mixed fruit cup and the uh, check meal, which has also got crackers with that. Um, fish and shellfish allergy friendly, again, it's all pretty much the same. Um, we've got some French toast sticks. I think most of these are the same yeah. as what they've already mentioned. They're just now mentioning that they are allergy friendly. Um, so that's the breakfast. I've got a question on the beverages. So, you know, the was it Dasani water that you yeah. called? It was like three ninety nine. Is that just filtered water? Yeah. So it's not spring water, it's not natural? No. It's just basically tap water in a bottle that's yeah. gone through a filter. Yeah. So you would be better off at a water fountain, really, Probably. at 3 99 wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. So it's always puzzled me how come they charge $4 for a bottle yeah. of tap water. So that, that's that's the breakfast menu. Um, so you're going with the, the French toast. Yeah, French toast, the fruit cup, um, sounds good to me. Um, and I liked the sound of that cold brew. The the nitro one or the the other one the regular one the regular me. yeah so what makes it nitro I think it's frozen ooh so it's like you put it in the the thing that puts all the mist maybe around maybe the frozen one would be five yeah. lunch but for breakfast just yeah. yeah so moving on to the lunch and dinner you've got the speciality burger with sweet spiced bacon and provolone cheese served <laughs> with a cho- choice of Danone Okios Greek yogurt or French fries at fourteen forty nine. Then you've got the fried chicken sandwich, uh, and all the sides are pretty much the same. Um, that's uh, eleven seventy nine. Cheeseburger, so that's just a burger served with cheese on top of it. Same sides, eleven seventy nine. A veggie wrap, which is mixed greens and veggies served with the same sides, at nine seventy nine. You've got the chopped salad, which is mixed lettuce and grilled chicken. And that's served with a roasted pepper ranch dressing at ten forty nine. You've got chicken tenders, again same size at ten ninety nine. I'll take the chicken tenders, I think, please. Uh, I would probably go with the speciality burger, mm-hmm. I think. Um, then you've got sides. You can just buy the fries on their own. That's the only choice of size. Then you've got desserts. You've got the galactic parfait, which is chocolate cake, blue cheesecake. And purple mousse filled with a raspberry marmalade Ooh. at five ninety nine. You've got a strawberry fruit bar at four forty nine. The Nestle Mickey's ice cream sandwich at four seventy nine, and the Mickey ice cream bar at four forty nine. A crisp, crisped rice treat that was a bit difficult to say at four ninety nine. I'd just call it a rice crispy treat. And mm-hmm. um, then the kids check meals. You've got a turkey sandwich with two sides and. Uh, a small beverage at seven forty nine, and the power pack again, pretty much the same as what we talked about before. Then you've got um, the main kids meal, which is a kids hamburger, two sides at seven ninety nine, and for the same price, the chicken tenders with two sides. Then they actually do a toddler meal, which is yummy cheesy macaroni, served with a go go squeeze, apple sauce, and a small low fat milk at four forty nine. Well, from the desserts, I'm having the parfait. Yeah, I think I would. Parfait, I would amazing. agree with that. Yeah. And yeah, again, they've got the allergy-friendly versions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think pretty much most of them are decent choice. Are the same. Yeah. Um, so that's. I would, I would eat there. That's a pretty decent. If you want something quick. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think that's a pretty decent place to go to. There is quite a lot of choices. Yeah. Sometimes when you go to the walk-up windows or when you're in, you know the one in Disneyland Paris where you're in the, uh, what's that big place called? Cafe Hyperion. That's the one. I, I do love that place, but when you get up there, there's like three set menu choices yeah. and that's it. And that is the big big problem with Disneyland Paris. Yeah. We, we know that. So as we go round, we go round towards Space Mountain now and we've got another, another stand out there, a lemonade stand, um, which is pretty good if you want a, a quick drink one thing i do like um that we can't get here is minute made lemonade um and i can remember us on a very hot day having a frozen one so that's a place i would definitely yeah. go to um we've got another place that I can't really talk about because there isn't much available on it and that is the tomorrowland skyline lounge experience and prices range on that from 35 dollars to 60 dollars it says it's American type cuisine. Um, it seems like it's more of an event yeah, venue. Looking at themed dining. Um, it says sit back, relax, and take in the Tomorrowland skyline with a unique vantage point. See the sights from new heights. To see full details about this event or to make a reservation, visit the Tomorrowland skyline lounge exper- dining experience page on the Disneyland mobile site. Well, I'm on that, so let's have a look and see what it says. Um, it doesn't really say a lot at all, um, other than what I've just told you. It's it's got pricing, but nothing. Yeah, about but no menus. Experience, but then no information about no. food. Um, so that's handy. It says advanced reservations. <laughs> um, it does have a little box, uh, but enjoy a box of refreshments that include seasonal fruits, cheese, and assorted sweets. I think this is like a dessert party. Venue. Like the one we were looking at for Fantasia. Yeah. Fantasia. Um, yeah. But it doesn't really tell you what it entails. Um, might be something to put on the list and see whether you can book it. Yeah. But there's no option to book it at the moment. Obviously, with the parks closed, it, that may be the reason um, you can't book anything. But, yeah, that's that's one that I, I didn't even know existed. It looks to interesting. Be honest. I'd be interested in doing that. So, in the building next door, what used to just be a space-themed restaurant um, was rethemed not that long ago, and that is the Alien Pizza Planet. I want to go there. <laughs> um, obviously, we had a version of this at Disneyland Paris that didn't last very long. No. We did go in it at Disneyland Paris. Did we? And walked out because the menu was rubbish. That doesn't sound like us. Um <laughs> Because we thought it was quite cute that there was a yeah. Toy Story themed restaurant. Um, that was that would have been on our first trip to Disneyland Paris, so that would have been nine nine years ago, and it's it's been boarded off for for ages at Disneyland Paris, and eventually it was taken down. Disneyland Paris don't do very well with pizza. I remember the very first time I went in like nineteen ninety four or something like that. They had a very limited menu as per usual. And one of their um, items was a four cheese pizza and it got four different styles of cheese on. So I ordered the four cheese pizza and they gave me four cheese pizzas. <laughs> Honestly, ridiculous. So I can, I, yeah, I can envisage us walking out, to be honest. Yeah, no, I, and it ended up, it became an events um, building for a while. Um, but I think it just became so ill-repaired that it eventually had to come down yeah. but back to the the one at Disneyland 
let's go through it. it is i think this is going to be very similar to the other restaurant but with some different items but your basic items i think so it only does lunch and dinner there's no breakfast that's good to see though straight away pasta options yes well the, straight away there is three pasta options um pasta special it is a today's special so mm-hmm. it doesn't tell you what it is until you're actually there that's 10:49. then you've got the countdown chicken fusilier fusilier pasta topped with seasoned grilled chicken a parmesan pesto cream sauce mm. with sun-dried tomatoes and shaved parmesan cheese at 11.99 then you've got the terranova vegetable pasta which is mini penne vegetable ragu seasonal vegetable medley and shaved parmesan cheese at 11.99 then we move on to the pizza so you've got uh, the mega pepperoni slice which is celestial tomato sauce topped with mozzarella cheese and extra large slices of pepperoni at 8.49 if you want the whole pizza which would serve three to four guests it's a 16 inch um that would be 41.99 42 dollars yeah um then you've got the moz 114 cheese pizza slice at 7.99 that's the celestial tomato sauce again um, with a generous topping of mozzarella cheese, so it's the pepperoni pizza without the pepperoni. But what makes the tomato sauce celestial? I don't know. <laughs> well, it's it's from Pizza Planet, so that's what makes it celestial. Okay. Um, and for the whole one of that, it is thirty nine ninety nine. Then you have got the vegetable forest pizza, um, for a size of eight forty nine. Celestial tomato sauce again, <laughs> with roasted seasonal vegetables topped with mozzarella sauce. <laughs> Uh, and again, the full pizza is forty one ninety nine. Then you've got the planetary pastrami pizza. Slice is eight ninety nine. That's pastrami, roasted onions, pickles, mozzarella, house sauce, and garlic oil brushed crust. And the whole pizza for that is forty three ninety nine. So that's the most expensive of the. That is a lot of money for of the pizza. pizzas. Then we move on to salads. The Centurion Caesar salad. Grilled chicken breast atop crisp romaine lettuce tossed in a Caesar dressing with croutons and shaved parmesan cheese at 10.49. The Astro Antipasto Salad. Crisp lettuce with pepperoni, tomatoes, mixed olives, pepperoncini, uh, fresh mozzarella, roasted red pepper, artichoke hearts and roasted onion with balsamic vinaigrette and shaved parmesan. That is 10.49. And then we have the Star Hopping Salad, which is, again, their salad of the day. So I can't tell you what that would be at 10.49. Then we have the sides, which is garlon bread served warm with zesty dipping sauce. So that's garlic bread uh, at 4.99. Then you have the Satellite Salad at 4.99. With choice of Caesar balsamic vinaigrette, ranch dressing or ginger lime vinaigrette. That's interesting. Hmm. Uh, then your kids' checked meal is Space Getty with meatballs. Let's see what they did there. Um, served with carrots, seasonal fruit, and a choice of small, low-fat milk or small Dasani water. Uh, it says this meets Disney, Disney nutrition guidelines for complete meals without substitutions. And not notice that on any of the other ones no. when it's been the checked meals. And and that's $7.99. You've got a kid-sized pe- cheese pizza at $6.99. Uh, and the toddler meal once again is the cheese macaroni um then we have lunar liquids um fountain drinks again you also have an alien souvenir sipper um as well as alien ice um the alien ice is 549 with the alien souvenir sipper which just comes with a, a fountain beverage at 1579 
Um, and that's it. Again, they do have allergy-friendly offerings, which we know because we've seen Justin in there. Yep. Um, but it doesn't tell you what. They're, they're only available on request when you get there. So what are you having from there, then? Um, I think... I don't, I'm not a massive fan of pizza. I would probably go with the Countdown Chicken Fusilier. That's where we're similar, because that's probably what I would order as well. Um, I do like pizza, and I am a fan. Um, one slice is not lunch to me, though, and I certainly would not pay $40 for a, no. a whole pizza to spit with you, so it would make more sense to have the pasta, I yeah. think. So that is pretty much all the main eateries in Tomorrowland. We've got a few more smaller ones. We've got the popcorn cart near Star Trader and the Tomorrowland fruit cart. I always like the fact that Disney has fruit carts. I've like always liked that carts, about yeah. the one in Adventureland in, in Disneyland yeah. Paris. That, that that's that that's there. We got fruit cups a lot for Sam. Yeah. When we were in Disney World, because it's just when you've got a toddler. And they can feed themselves. It's so much better to just get a little fruit cup and yeah. hand it to them. Um, so I like the fact that they do that. Yeah, definitely. I I would agree that that they're really good. That, that, that they have those hanging around and and fairly easy to pick fruit up, especially on a hot day. It's always yeah always good to be able to get something like that. And they do keep them chilled, um, normally in buckets of ice. Yeah. Um, so definitely look out for those if you if you do want your your fruit intake uh, to go up while you're at Disney instead of just eating it's, a lot of the fattening foods well, that they yeah, do sell. It's not a bad idea to do that because it you know eating other stuff like massive burgers and everything puts you in a bit of a carb slump you know with all your yeah. stuff and it's like if you drink plenty of water and get some fruit down it might just give you the energy you need yeah. to walk your way around the park and spend a whole day on your feet. Yeah. Tomorrowlands, they're never. It's not one of my favourite places in any of the parks. I don't know why. Um, I do. I like it when you get there. It always feels better spaced out. Like there's lots of extra room, and that's where we'll always try and find a bathroom and go. And it always seems quieter, yeah. apart from of course around the rides. But you're saying it's one of your favourite. Yeah, I just like the way it's built. As you say, it's it's the place you go if you want a bit of peace and quiet. Um, and I like that the buildings are spaced out. Certainly the the Disneyland one. I'm not a massive fan of the Disney World one. No. Um, certainly, I like um, the one in Paris yeah, because the, of the, what did you call it, the Hyperion? Was yeah, it? in we've, Discovery Land, yeah. yeah. We've been in there so often um, and I love it because it's so big and you can just sit and watch TV. You know, you can get out of the sunshine if it's too hot. We've been when it's cold and we've gone in there and warmed up. So I do love that. But I like other lands better. <laughs> Yeah, no, I totally get that. I just, I love the history that 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 land has. It was, yeah. it was the one that Walt really wanted building, and and yeah, it has changed over the years, but I still feel like it's it's cohesive, pretty much intact, coherent. It's not like when you get to Paris and it's all higgledy piggledy. That's yeah. Well, that, I find that wanted. more at um, Disney World with things like Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. Yeah. Being in Tomorrowland, it, to me that doesn't doesn't fit. Um, they've never really tried to make that cohesive, and I always find that Walt Disney World is is more closed in. I find when you walk into that land, you've yeah. got buildings on both sides of you as you walk into it, and it it does it doesn't feel as as friendly. Yeah. Um, but, I do remember when we were on honeymoon, and I think we'd walked a fair way around the park and. 
we got to the point where we just felt like we needed to sit down and wasn't the little seating area just outside of Tomorrowland just yeah. down the side tucked away yeah. table and chairs and an umbrella and that was lovely yeah so that is Tomorrowland I hope you've enjoyed our walk around um, and got some ideas for your next trip if you find yourself in Tomorrowland looking for some food or for some shopping uh, I hope that's that's given you the ideas of where you could possibly go Next next show, we'll obviously be moving on to Fantasyland, and Fantasyland is massive um, in some terms. Um, more lands uh, at Disneyland than there is uh, at Disneyland Paris, so this is going to be a bit of a longer longer trek. Um, I don't know who will be joining me. It might be Lisa, it might be Nick, it might be somebody else. You just never know. Um, but I've, I'm enjoying walking around this around the park, especially while it's closed. And, and just bringing up some memories from yeah, from what I've done way. done previously. So we'll continue this, and hopefully we might have some good news on the next show of, of news of the park reopening. So I want to thank Lisa for joining me on this this episode. Thank you. Uh, and as I said, you're always welcome on. It was our show to start with, and it it's was. it's just finding the time to fit it all in where where I'm recording eight or nine shows a month. Um, so we're hopefully going to be on a more coherent schedule from now on and yeah. uh, there will be a show every month we're a little bit late this month because i was late uh we were on holiday um as much of a holiday as it could be with the current situation yeah, we managed to get a little week in devon under our belts before we go into lockdown tomorrow yeah for another month so yeah that's why we're a little bit late but there should be another show this month um before the end of the month and th- thank you listeners for for joining me once more um, as I say, I am trying to make it a, a bit of a be- better schedule to get some consistency going. So thank you again, and thank you, Lisa, again. And just remember, keep on dreaming. Ladies and gentlemen, Disneyland has now ended its normal operating day. We hope you've enjoyed your visit to the Magic Kingdom and that you'll be back with us again soon. Drive carefully on your way home. Good night. Yeah, folks, and me and my pals hope you had a swell